The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. And good morning. It is 5 a.m. on this Wednesday morning. I'm Alex Fisher along with Nicole Gitsky. It was a hot one yesterday. Boy, did we feel it. Oh, man. And, you know, you were just saying that uh, your AC, unfortunately, yeah, went off and it was hot. And that's probably the worst day that it could have happened. It literally it could not have been a worse timing. But, uh, hey, we were warned it was coming. Alyssa Carlson joins us now to look at our forecast. Are the triple digits going to come back one more day, Alyssa, or are we out of here? Oh, I wish I could say we were out of here, but nope, uh, we are in the thick of things. And uh, this morning, temperatures are already looking hot. So uh, we are up a degree from yesterday at this time. As we take a look outside, looking at clear skies and overall temperatures continuing to be on the warm side. It is 80 degrees right now. Our feel like temperature 79, humidity at 31%, and today shaping up to be another hot one with the excessive heat warning in effect through today for the valley and for the desert areas as well. Now, believe it or not, we ended up making it up to 105 yesterday at the end of the day and high pressure overhead looking very dry here a few clouds will pile up at the mountain areas at the base of the mountains once again but uh, other than that we will be sunny and hot here in the valley so at 7 a.m 79 degrees and then looking at 87 at 9 by 1 o'clock 100 and in the mountains temperatures here at uh, 9 a.m 80 and then this afternoon again in the lower 90s we are going to talk much more about this excessive heat in your complete pinpoint forecast. All right, Alyssa, thanks so much. Today, President Biden sits down one on one with the top Republican negotiator in hopes of striking a deal on infrastructure. The effort to fix America's roads and bridges has hit a wall in Washington, and the president wants it worked out by next week. Tracy Potts has the latest. Alex, Nicole, good morning. Good morning, everyone. The latest Republican plan is on the table. It's nearly a trillion dollars, and it's still far short of what President Biden's looking for. The goal of today's meeting is to try to work out that difference. Just two negotiators in the room today, Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia and President Biden. She wants to pare down the president's $1.7 trillion infrastructure plan and get rid of anything not narrowly focused on transportation and Internet. Let's ensure access to health care, clean water, clean air, nearby grocery stores stocked with fresh vegetables and food. The White House is pushing for a deal by Monday before the House takes up a major transportation bill next week. That could be the cornerstone of this proposal. Much of it could be paid for by this additional money that's already been sent down to states and localities. But Biden wants to raise corporate taxes. Senate Democrats are defiant. We'll try to go bipartisan when we can, but it shouldn't stop us from the kind of big, bold action we need. Voting rights also stalled on Capitol Hill. Vice President Harris will lead the effort to jumpstart talks. The Biden administration is pushing for a federal law to counter restrictions by more than a dozen states. States like Texas, where the legislature is considering a law that would require ID for absentee ballots. It would get rid of drive through and 24-hour voting and make it easier to overturn election results. I'm Tracy Potts, 17 News.
Clinica Sierra Vista is now offering rapid COVID-19 testing and COVID-19 vaccinations. Call 833-278-4584 to make your appointment. But don't delay. Clinica Sierra Vista, putting patients first. 17 News is your local election headquarters, and Kern County Sheriff Donnie Youngblood announced yesterday he will run for a fifth term in 2022. First elected in 2006, Youngblood has led KCSO for the last 16 years. In a statement on his personal Facebook page, Youngblood said he has been asked by hundreds of people about his plans for the next election. Quote, yes, I will run, as has the statement continued. No word on any other candidates in this race. Today marks 370 days until primary election day, June 7, 2022. Tonight, the Bakersfield City Council is set to discuss affordable housing and increasing recycling rates. Council members will meet to consider the final component of the Baker Street Revitalization Plan. They will focus on the Renaissance at Baker. It is an affordable housing project that includes 85 units and 5,000 square feet of commercial space. In total, the project is expected to cost more than $44 million. Council members will also discuss increasing recycling rates within city limits by 5%. City leaders cite increased costs in operations, equipment, and maintenance in its own hauling and recycling operations. The fees have only increased six times in the last 12 years. Meantime, the Wasco Mayor and City Council last night approved an employment agreement with Scott Hurlber as Wasco's new city manager. This after last month's resignation of Daniel Ortiz Hernandez, who held the position for three years. Hurlber, a chapter native, will begin his role on July 2nd. Time now, 5.06, and in education news, the embattled Fairfax School District Board of Trustees will meet tonight less than one week after a scathing grand jury report rebunked the board. Now, the board will meet in a closed session to discuss the qualifications of job candidates applying for the superintendent's job. Now, last week, the Kern County Grand Jury released a report calling the board, quote, divided and dysfunctional. It notes the board has violated its own bylaws and ethic laws in the past. Among several recommendations, the grand jury said the board should hire a conflict resolution specialist, allow easier public access at meetings, and the grand jury called on the board to remove board president Palmer Mullen by June 30th. Community members have been calling for Mullen's resignation for weeks. And Bakersfield College is holding a virtual one-day enrollment event for new and returning students today. It's happening from noon to 8 p.m. BC counselors and staff will be available to help students with applying for financial aid, designing an education plan, and registering for classes. To sign up for a session, we have the link on our website, kget.com. Well, it's been a tough year for some athletes in dealing with the pandemic, but last night they were honored by CSUB. The CSU Bakersfield Athletics Department announced the winners of its 10th annual Rowdies Award during a virtual ceremony last night. The awards honor the best of the Roadrunners throughout the 2020-2021 season, highlighting their accomplishments on the field and in the classroom. For a complete list of Rowdy Award winners, head to our website, kget.com, and click on the hot link icon. Public Health reported 16 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday and no new deaths. 1,389 people have died from the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. The state reports 37 people are in the hospital with more severe symptoms and six are in the ICU. 
KGET is partnering with Bakersfield College and the United Against COVID-19 Coalition to get more people here in Kern County vaccinated. Tomorrow, we're hosting a free vaccine clinic outside of the KGET studios. It's happening from 11 a.m. till 7 p.m. on the corner of 22nd and M Streets, also known as Compassion Corner. Kern Medical will be on hand to administer both the Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. The first 500 who show up will receive free tacos and a box of food courtesy of CAPK. To register, you can go to myturn.ca.gov Call the United Against COVID-19 Coalition at 383-2588 or you can just walk up. Adventist Health is partnering with the McFarland Unified School District and the Kern County Latino COVID-19 Task Force to host a free COVID-19 vaccine clinic tomorrow. It is happening from noon to 3 p.m. at McFarland Junior High School. They'll be providing the Pfizer vaccine, which is available for those 12 and older. Walk-ins are welcome. Today marks the last day to give our homeless community a helping hand through our Shoes for Our Homeless Drive. You can bring your new and gently used shoes directly to the Guarantee Shoe Center near the intersection of 21st Street and Chester Avenue. You can also drop off shoes at the lobby of the KGT Studios on Compassion Corner in the area of 22nd and L Streets. Shoes collected will be donated to the Bakersfield Homeless Center. Meantime, the M Street Navigation Center says it is in need of clothing donations for new and existing residents. The center says it specifically needs donations of men's underwear, sizes XL through 5X, women's underwear, sports bras of all sizes, unisex socks, slippers, and flip-flops. Donations can be dropped off at the center located at 2900 M Street, Fridays between 1 to 5 p.m., Adult men and women who reside at the shelter receive assistance with mental and physical health issues, employment, housing, and more. Your time now is 5:10. And the next time you go to the dump, better make sure your load is secured. Vehicles who show up to Kern County Public Works disposal facilities without a tarp on their load will be charged a $5 minimum fee. Officials say there has been an increase in customers who untarped or unsecured loads resulting in litter flying off or bulky items falling onto roadways. You can use canvas and plastic tarps, rope and bungee cords to secure your load. Welcome back. Your time now is 520 and we are getting a look at new images showing the moments just before a mass shooting in Miami over the holiday weekend as the manhunt for the suspects intensifies. New surveillance video captures bystanders outside a rap concert. And at the same moment, the doors of this SUV fly open and three gunmen approach. Seconds later, the crowd scrambles to take cover. In total, 23 people were shot, two killed. Miami-Dade's mayor says no resource is being spared to find the suspects. These are targeted shootings that are coming from the local community. This is something that we need to take care of right here in Miami-Dade County and get control of. Investigators pulled a stolen vehicle used by the shooters out of a canal on Monday. No arrests have been made. Now to another stunning cyber attack. What appears to be Russian criminals again targeting a major American company, this time the world's biggest meat producer, abruptly bringing much of its operation here to a halt. JBS USA says the attack affected computer servers supporting its systems in North America and Australia. The company says it's not aware of any evidence that customer, supplier or employee data has been compromised. 
JBS told investigators the attack seemed to be the work of a Russian criminal organization. The company says it is working to restore its systems. Making headlines around the world this morning, a pool with a spectacular view has opened high above the streets of London. Take a look at this. The 82-foot-long pool is suspended at a dizzying height between two residential towers. It is called Sky Pool. The bottom is transparent, giving swimmers who dare to look down a view from 10 stories up. For the faint of heart, there are steps leading down to the pool where they can get wet while still having a building under their feet. That to me sounds, that sounds pretty neat to me. I would totally, totally try that out. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't think I could do it. Well, because you don't like heights, right? I hate heights. Yeah, see, I love that. I love heights. That would be, that would be a fun experience for sure. My thing, I'd just like swim as fast as I could across it, and then I'd be like, okay, I did it. And that's it. Do just a quick like sprint. Exactly. Yeah. And just like hope that I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Five, time now is 525 and we have some breaking news into our newsroom right now of a large police presence in South Bakersfield. Let's take a live look at the scene near Ming. Now this is Ming Avenue and South H Street. No details yet from Bakersfield Police Department, but our photojournalist Mickey Van Horn says there is a corner on scene. The area is taped off as an investigation is underway. Now we will continue to update you with more information as we continue to learn it. KGET Business Watch is brought to you by Grapevine MSP Technology Services, the Valley's leading IT service provider. Laboratory scientists have been on the front lines of the pandemic since day one, testing specimens to see if you have the virus. But there is a national shortage of them. Richard Bodie was granted a rare access to a lab where scientists test for COVID-19. Catherine Brandt is one of 53 laboratory scientists at Swedish American testing specimens for COVID-19 and other diseases. We each run like one department and there's a lot of patients from the hospital and the ED, and then we also run like the outpatient clinics. But the pandemic and a national shortage in lab scientists has forced her to work long hours. Running the COVID tests, running the regular tests that we have, and then also trying to cover the shortages that we have. So we're sometimes we're running multiple departments at one time. It's just a lot to manage for, for one person. Nicole Radford, the director of laboratory services at the hospital, says she currently has seven openings for testing personnel. Some of those positions have been open for a long time long time. Lab scientists are hard to come by. They're an aging workforce that requires specialized training and fewer schools are doing that training because of low interest. How quickly we can get everything to everyone that needs it is impacted every time we have an opening. Meaning it could take longer for you to get your results. Radford says the lab still tests a couple hundred COVID tests per day in one of its three testing machines. Here's how it works. First specimens are brought in here and prepared under the hood. Then they go into a holder with a chemical mixture and are inserted into this machine. Two hours later, you have the results. Early on in the pandemic, I made a comment about how not being able to get the supplies I needed to do the testing that we know so desperately needed to be done. Felt like I was a mom that couldn't feed my children. But while supply and personnel shortages hit Swedish American hard, OSF St. Anthony Medical Center says they are fully staffed because they can hire students that they teach. Part of that is because we were able to hire all four of our students from last year's class. We're all vying for the same applicant pool. And the work never stops. We only have a certain amount of people in the lab. There's still the same amount of work that needs to be done. The few unsung, unseen heroes on the front line. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. 
The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.